Welcome to the Crank and Serve podcast with Craig Tonks and Miles Nidri. Hey guys, welcome to another Crank and Serve podcast. I'm your host Craig Tonks. Always with me is... Miles Nidri, hey. And we've got, back by popular request... Hi guys, it's Ashley Nidri here. Ashley Nidri. And hello, I'm Craig Bloxham from the old Spy vs. Spy band back in the oh, 80s. Oh, I don't know about old, you know, they're, I guess, well, 80, when did you start at Spies? We started in, in 1980, 81 back in the days. Yeah. And, um, back in those days, rock and roll and bands in yeah. pubs was just everything. It wasn't it was everywhere. hard to get a gig at all. No, no. Wow. no and um, we, we met Cliff Grigg who came and he lived in the squats of Glebes and uh, so we started going round to the, to the squats where we could rehearse down, yeah. downstairs for free and we were all young and uh, we had no money and stuff so rehearsing free was good mm. and then all of a sudden there was this band called Fast Cars and they were mm. doing a show at the Sussex Hotel and um, they couldn't play that night and they called us and said oh. could you play and we went yeah and we went along and stumbled through we'd back at the start of Spies we were mainly an instrumental group because yeah. We were looking for a singer. Are we and, a scar sort yeah, of? Scar. Yeah, scar. Yeah, yeah. And the Sussex was a real mod scene mm. back in 1979, and things. Yeah. So they didn't know quite what to make of us. But we filled in and did that show. And then from there, the phone started to ring. We right. just, people would say, oh, look, could you play next weekend yeah, as well? And mm. We went, yeah. And it was like, we'll pay you 60 Dollars was like sixty dollars. Uh, yeah. Wow. Because a s- slab of beer was like fourteen dollars <laughs> back then. You get a slab for sixteen. Yeah. So yeah. when did you pick up the bass? Me. Well, yeah. I um about fourteen. I mm. got into music. You know, it's mm. kind of the age, and um, I thought I'd play the guitar, but my fingers were kind of too big and yeah. like that. And I remember looking at a Credence Clearwater Revival album, Cosmos Factory, and I was looking on the back and I thought, what's that big looking guitar there? Mm. It's only got four strings. Yeah. I thought, Might be four, easier. Four, yeah. easier. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it just Asha. reminded me of something. <laughs> And Remember so, Sweet and Sour, that show Sweet yes, and Sour? Yes. And they said to the guy, play the bass. It's got four strings and they're big ones. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. exactly what I did. So that's, I yeah. started to play the bass. I found out I had the aptitude for, for that. And then I was, was going to Nelson Bay High School where I met Michael Wiley, who had just migrated from the UK. With yeah. his, uh, so, I, I was that around the time? From, um, from the UK, yeah, I do remember that. When did you come out? I came out from Scotland in 77. Hmm. Oh, I, okay. I lost my accent, as you can hear. Yeah, it's completely yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, Mike came out, I think, in 72, so yeah. we're, prob- we're probably older than you. But um, And the school headmaster um, called me up to the office because he had heard that Michael played mm. the guitar, and you know, at school you get a your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and so he made me Mike's buddy, and we immediately began to talk about what was going mm. on 
at the time, which was the Rolling Stones and yeah. David Bowie. He mm. used to call him David Bowie, and I say, no, it's Bowie. Bowie. It's Bowie. <laughs> so we had this thing, and yeah. and we're having this conversation, that, and was Bloxham get out yeah. and take him with you? So so the very first class we were in, we we got thrown out oh, because yeah. we didn't shut up. But mm. that was kind of where it all began, and and then we hatched this plan. We were seven and we thought let's leave school and drive to Sydney mm. and uh, mm. form, a, form a rock band much to our parents displeasure. oh yeah I'm sure they would have been stoked well they <laughs> you know your parents want you to finish yeah. high school and mm. maybe go to uni and maybe have a career but we were really keen to just go down to Sydney so we piled all of our gear into my car mm. and then started heading down the highway and got to Pete's Ridge and it was pouring rain oh and we we rolled it we rolled my car oh, really? right yeah. off the car wrecked our gear and wound up in Sydney the next day sort of cold and wet but mm. back in those days mm. we we got a flat that day yeah. you could go just turn up and oh, wow. because there was no one in Sydney no. back in those yeah. days was, uh, well that's what happened with the squats like mm. people wouldn't understand what a squat is yes but there were so many empty yeah. places, and we got a got a little single room flat in Neutral Bay the first day down there, and it was like forty dollars a week. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah, 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 straight away. But there was you could and a job back mm. then. Yeah, you could get yeah, a job yeah. straight away. Mm. You used to go to the. CES job board. Oh, and yeah. You'd go yeah, up and, doing that. Yeah, yeah. There'd be lawn yeah. mower. And you'd go in. up yeah. to the front yeah, yeah. and give the nice girl yeah. the card. Yeah. And she'd ring for you and say, look, I've got a Craig Bloxham here. He'd like to come by and apply for yeah. the yeah. gardener's job. Yes, okay, one o'clock, is that good with you? <laughs> yes, that's good with me. Okay, see you there. And oh, you'd yeah. go by and you'd, mm. you'd have the... The job, because there weren't enough people for, for yeah. the jobs yeah. back in those days. Yeah, that's for sure. Now it's all... All the reverse. Completely yeah. different. But then we just worked on jobs and things, mm. um, saving money, buying guitars and things. Mm. And then we met Cliff and moved into the squat, and then we got our first gig, and then it just rolled mm. from there. Yeah. We made a demo tape that was a... What, so was that... Um, Something fresh lemons or what was four that? fresh lemons four was fresh the lemons. first one that we did. Yeah. There was a little studio in um, Milson's Point mm. that had a school of audio engineering, and they heard oh, that there was a band because yeah. we lived in Neutral Bay. It was Sydney was a small town. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like. And they heard that it was a young band. Would we want to come for for the students and just run through a song? And they'd mic us up and record us mm. and at the end of the day they would have learnt how to make a recording and we would have a song oh that's so, so awesome good. so Perfect. we went there um for a couple of months we wound up with five songs on a cassette mm -hmm. that we sent to the agencies mm. in in sydney and there were only about three and all of us yeah. on the phone rang we said they said we like a tape can you come and play with yeah. and then from then we were getting work every weekend mm. and it just, yeah, it just kept going. Oh, yeah. and, and then we started playing in the scar scene, the yeah. all-nighters, yeah. the sets, oh, all yeah. of these kind of bands like that. And then their manager said, um, which was Stuart Cooper, and uh, uh, what's his... 
but they had a label called Green and they mm. said we'd like to make an album and so he went into a little studio in Surrey Hills and banged mm. down four fresh lemons mm. and made a thousand of them and mm. I'll never forget the day that we were listening to Two Double J which was oh, yeah. and all of a sudden we were on the radio and oh, we were yeah. in the car going we're what on the radio like? that must, must be amazing feeling. it is yeah. it is but that's the way it was back then mm. it, it was a really cottage industry yeah. mm. back in the late 70s and early 80s yeah and you just go wow that's us how did you find the studio compared to live? Like, obviously, you're practising, you're live, yep. then you go into a studio. Was there a point where you sort of felt comfortable in the studio? You know, you're like, you Some I bands, never, like, no, Oils had troubles transitioning live show yeah. to, to thing, to We to were a classic in that way. We mm. really struggled trying to get the live sound mm. on tape, but... Mm. Producers and things would keep saying us, the management would, recording, it's not about doing the live show. Mm. That's the live show. What you need to do is get the essence of your music Mm. down and then worry about the live shit later on, which took us a long time to understand. I don't think we ever really got away from that. Just go in there and thrash through what we knew and they were... There were a few tense times with producers <laughs> who, and we were a bit rigid too. I, yeah. I was very stubborn um, about. But the that's way a good thing. We're the spies, and we're going to sing about you know <laughs> issues that matter, yeah. and these are important things. But that was the kind of zeitgeist of, of the time as well. It's the essence. Yeah. That's your music. You exactly. created yeah, it. You have to be assertive yeah. when someone else is trying to influence what you're trying to create as well. Yeah. If you yeah. want it to sound how you want it to sound. If you really want something, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. You've but got to say, no, this is my song, not yeah. yours. I want it to sound mm. like this. Mm. Mm. And in the studio too, you're not necessarily playing together, are you? Do, do they That's separate right. you out? Like yeah. different tracks, drummers, yeah. yeah, the different yeah. tracks that yeah. they're going to mix it all together. So that must be, if you're not used to it, being a drummer playing without you guys beside you, or the bass player playing. That's right. right. Uh, one of the things that you do a lot, that you do a lot of the time is is you play with a click track. You know, tick, oh, yeah. tick, oh, so you've got that. time yeah. signature, mm. yeah, right, and everything's in time. Now, if you've just been a rock band. who's just thrashing around you naturally speed up and slow down in certain Mm -hmm. bits so to find yourself having to play with a click drum and I know Cliff struggled Mm. playing with a click Mm. Um, I think um, guitarists and other musicians don't struggle with it so much because we're, we're used to someone keeping yeah. the drummer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. drummer does. So yeah, we're used to... You play to the drummer. Yeah, yeah, you play to the drummer. So yeah. when there's this thing like tick-tock, tick-tock, you mm. just play along with yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. But for a drummer who's who's used to feel, and, mm. and Cliff really is a great feel drummer. He's you got, see the early clips of him drumming, like on, oh, especially on like um, one of kind, like he's just... They're looking in different directions and he's just... Well, that's right. And that's reggae as well. He loves reggae. He's just like reggae head. He's always... We'll definitely get to that album. Cliff did all the backing vocals as well, didn't he? he? Yeah, yeah, very important. I remember watching you guys live and I'm thinking, keeping up with the drums and singing at the same time. At the same time. That's a real skill there. Oh, yeah, he was really, yeah. yeah. He really wanted a microphone. Yeah. Back in the early days, (laughs) we... Clip and go, where's my microphone? And they're like, 
Like, yeah. do you really want one? Okay, get my microphone. And then all of a sudden, you, you can hear these noises because mm. he would would do all these these whoops and mm. bird calls and things too. You'd hear da, 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 <laughs> in the background, and that'd be Cliff just yeah, going, yeah. which is right because it's it, that's an art form. Mm. It's like you're just expressing, yeah, having yeah. yeah. fun with it yourself, having fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And we were very serious for a long time, mm. for a, for about 10 years, until we actually started to just relax and have a bit of have fun. fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which One is thing that always great. struck me with the spies, when I first got the, the, the so I brought an LP along. You got the same one. And Greg yeah. <laughs> and I just managed to bring the same <laughs> one along. Yeah. I was looking through. Let me sign it for you. It's like, which one do I bring? And I thought, well, the first one's got the Cigna. And this Newcastle connection. Yeah, so I had to well, bring that that's and just that is an amazing yeah, cover. Yeah. yeah, look at that yeah, young yeah. fella, eh? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Isn't big, it? big journey ahead of him. Yeah, and look but, at that ship. It's not. Yeah, I know. It's not there anymore. Was, yeah. the, the one thing I love about this album. Now you'll notice it's got number one on it. It's got number there? one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the first piece of vinyl I bought when I got my first job. Is that your yeah. first? Album? Yeah. yeah, that's my wow. first album. Wow, Spy versus Spy. That's an honour. Made us inside. But what I love inside of it is this piece down the bottom where it says, thanks to, they know who they are. No thanks to, they know who they are. (laughs) (laughs) And and I actually remember where I was when I first saw the film clip, which is at at a mate's at Stockton, his grandparents, when we were surfing. Stockton? Yeah. Mm. Well, that's where... And I just remember seeing it and went, wow. But I love that quote. And I also like that it says, no synthesizers or drum machines used on this record. <laughs> that was Cliff. He was <laughs> really hated machines because of the, the whole the click track. Yeah. yeah, but I think sort of this sort of solidified, I don't know, there was something about the surfing scene that clicked with Spies. Yeah. That album came about because we had just hooked up. We had had all of our gear stolen in... 1983 mm. and it was a pretty down uh, time for the band we lost the whole truck everything oh, we, wow. we amps came out oh my goodness the whole truck was gone oh no like all of our gear all of our songs gone so we b- borrowed some gear and we were doing it was one of our farewell gigs at the Mossman Hotel and mm. when we finished the show this this big strong looking kind of fit the handsome guy jumped backstage and said what are you guys doing tomorrow and we went nothing nothing you know breaking up and he went no you're not you're coming by to midnight oils office in manly Mm. and i want to have a talk to to you and he gave us all cards and we went midnight oil okay we'll go along and so we went by to their place and their place was a madhouse (laughs) <laughs> the manager lived with the bass player yeah. Giffo and his girl, yeah. and there were surfboards everywhere. They were all mad surfers <laughs> and stuff on the phones. He's got all his oh, phones yeah. ringing and all this this stuff. And we walked in. And he went, "You three, sit down over there." And we sort of, <laughs> sort of sat down over there. And big Pete Garrett walked through, and we go, "Oh, it's Pete Garrett." Yeah, and yeah. Stuff, and we stuff sat that. there. And then he called us in the office, and said, "Right, I want to get you guys a record deal." All this stuff, and started made a mouth. Yeah. Addison stuff, and we left there. We thought, like, I, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. We were sort of. We're talking about Gary Morris, of Gary course. Morris, yeah, he's really bossy, and mm. like, we have ideas that we, which, 
which I think was his relationship with Midnight Oil yeah. and all of the bands he worked with. He was confrontational, yeah. but full of incredibly good mm. ideas. A lot of shitty he ideas. He also had too. NXX around that time. Yes, too. yeah. He was just throwing out things. Let's do this. Let's get on the back of a truck. We'll ram the back of a truck and we'll drive down, down so and so. We'll do it tomorrow. And you sort of go, fucking, that's bad. But he would do things like that. And, and you'd do it and something would come from it. Um, like Gary yeah. Morris is, used to do Midnight Oil poster runs. He was the guy. Yeah, get yeah. I said he that just, in their book. Yeah, he's just hands on. Like yeah. Gary did everything. Yeah. Anyway, so he took us on board, and got us a record deal mm. with Powderworks, and we which started, was their their independent yeah. label. Yep, yeah. supporting. So, so that was the first record with um, that. Yeah, with, with the, a yeah. major label. Yeah, yeah. and they. Then the next one we did was Harry's Reasons. Another, well, they're all favourites of mine, Craig. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank but, you. Um, mm. That was one of my next. I, I still have my in my music playlist. There's a big long list on, of Spy versus Spy, and I could just yeah. pretty much play it without playing it on the yeah. rec, on, the, on anywhere. It's quite yeah. easy. Thank you. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, it's that's an honour. You know what I like about the music, and I, this could be something to a three piece thing, but. The the sound of the spies, you listen to it now, it hasn't aged. It could have been released yesterday. And that's the beauty of it. Now you do get that. I listen to some of the early silver chair stuff. Yes. And Daniel John goes, Oh, I hate that stuff, you know, I won't play yeah. it, I hate to play it. And I'm like, hang on, that was the first step in your journey. That's right. That you'd have that's to right. you've got to, to embrace it. Yeah. 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 But the the sound of well, Harry's reasons, all that I know. Look at my. I've got my top five favourite spy songs here. I could only get to yeah, okay. I could only get yeah, you could 10. get down to ten. <laughs> but that's the thing; they have not aged. Oh, but, and and that's is with. There's no drum machine. There's no synth. No. So that's why. But my top, my number one was "Don't Tear It Down." Don't tear Still it down. Still so poignant today. Mm. Well, thank you. And mm. we, I can remember writing the baseline to that at Newcastle Workers Club because right. a lot of the time you come up with band ideas at sound checks because you're there you're getting up the gear and the guys the crew are all saying play something play something we can mix the sound and so you just start to jam Mm. rather than run through a song that you know yeah Yeah. yeah, someone will start to play something and they're like oh that's good and so you jam along go what are you in and before you know it but that's but um the riff from from don't tear it down mm. came from a sound check at right. the Newcastle Workers Club. Wow, classic venue that one. Oh, it was how good. many it was bands good. have you seen there? Oh, lots. lots. Of, my lots. number one was <laughs> "Don't Tear It Down" as well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. well, but just, that meant a lot to us that song yeah. because we were living yeah. in the squats, and it's b- 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 basically just a, a true story mm. of where we were at the time, where yeah. we were living, and they were. Planning to build an expressway through our lounge. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was yeah. why it was a squat because that's the way <laughs> yeah. the freeway yeah. is going to come yeah. through. So it's all very. And another true one to life. from credit cards was one of my favourites from that yeah. album. That oh, half the world with credit with credit cards. Half the Still world poignant there. today. You know, yeah, again. yeah. Well, yeah. Cliff had a lot to do with that. We all um, wrote words, mm. right? Mm. And w- when it would come time t- to complete a song. Because I was the vocalist, yeah. I would say, "Give me all your words." Yeah, yeah. Right? And then we'd sit down and 
kind of chop and change the guy. That's really good. And mm. then I'd write down what we were going to yeah. sing. And yeah. so a lot of that one came from Cliff. He was always jotting down. Yeah. Just different ideas. And yeah, 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 yeah. So when but, you guys were writing, did you guys write the lyrics first or did you write the kind of... Music first. Music yeah. Nearly yeah. always okay. came yeah. first. Mm. Always. Once in a while, you know, someone had write a bunch of words and then we try to fit it mm. yeah. to uh, it's ca- sometimes difficult to do that y- yeah. yes it works either way whatever yeah, it depends how it happens yeah. yeah because sometimes a word or a line will suggest the melody mm. to you and before you know it you're going da 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 and get then chords under it and yep, sweet. yeah yep. Mm. and for god's sake record it before you forget it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah. My my second song is one of a kind. Obviously, I oh, love wow. just love that that beat to it. It's just well, thank you. That started. That was just one of our instrumentals. Because mm. well, you gotta love like song I, three then. Like I said before, <laughs> yeah. back in the early days, yeah. we we just worked out sections of music. Yeah, and actually. Cliff would be the one who would go whoop and shoot and up the back, yeah. and because we didn't have w- mm. words for mm. for things, but that was just a jam. But then finally, the producers wind up saying, "Right, we've got the music there, mm. and the rest of the band out. You've got to sing something here." And yeah. so you'd you'd get the words and yeah. sing, and work out the words but that and then Mike's section to it being oh, yeah. the spoken words or similar to Fred Schneider at B52s he doesn't actually sing it's more of a chat wor- yes that's right yes. a rap yeah we, so we used Mike's to call them section Mike's raps Mike's raps yeah and they add so much to that song like no. it's and the way the it just rolls was run by communists. communists. Yeah. Through research, yeah. I have found yeah. that my family on both sides have been spies. And then the yeah. schizophrenics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. all I was Mike. Like, we were like, what's a schizophrenic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But yeah. that was all Michael. Really? He used to come in, he'd be sitting up the back writing down things yeah. as well. Yeah. And then Cliff and I would go, and then he'd, he'd go, I want to do some things here. Yeah. <laughs> while we're not there and then we'd come back from the pub and uh, something and then yeah. be all these little things going on that yeah. it just added Michael to it. had done yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was like we really were a um, a band made up of three individual mm. characters who each had their own idea yeah. about what things How should do yeah. yeah but it just blended so well but and you leave me you leave sorry, me sorry yeah. my third song was AO Mod AO yeah. mod. It's well, see, that's just we had no yeah. words to. Well, it doesn't need it. We had no words, and but we had this jam yeah. that we would play live. We'd just get up there and go for this thing in E, and we had these, the, the, all of mm. these descending discordant lines. Da 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 da. That whole whole half tone. Yeah, so some dissonance going down. Yeah, 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 and. We we just could never get any words to it. Doesn't and, need it. And all of a sudden, Les, who was mm. our producer, said, "Go in there and start to shout shit. Just to <laughs> say anything." And yeah. and we were all shouting things out. And all of a sudden, went, "Hey, what you did before that AO? Just do that." Yeah. yeah. And and so we went in there and all shouted that. And then Les said, 
come in and have a listen to that. Mm. We, we went, well, that sounds enthusiastic. Cool. Well, it's so, a, it, the instrumental thing you're talking yeah, about. That's like, right. Just, so, because yeah. well, no matter what way we tried, we just couldn't turn it into mm. a song mm. no. with a chorus. It's, it, it doesn't need it. It wasn't going to no. happen. Yeah, it so, worked well. It worked no, well. So it's one I of my favourites that I can yeah. just listen to when I'm shaping. It's, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, listen, when I'm shaping, I've either got Oils or Spies on on my Australian music Spotify playlist, which basically is Oils, Spies, Hunters, Metals, anything. Yeah. I've even got, you know, some random deck chairs overboard and stuff oh, in there. Oh, they're really good. Yeah. That had, um, um, what's his name, on the drums from... Uh, Crowded House, were you? Oh, Paul Hester. Oh, Paul Hester. Yeah. used to be in Chairs Over Board. You ever see him? No. That's fantastic. Do you listen to that song now, their biggest hit? It's just, again, timeless. Walking in the dark. Timeless. It's timeless. It's fantastic. And Paul Hester, like, he was the funniest guy you'd ever meet. When you'd go on tour, you'd find out that like Hester was mm. was in the building, everyone would go, oh, great. And you go, yeah, yeah. I can remember seeing Crowded House at the Sea View Ballroom because we, we used to play with, mm. with them a lot and stuff. Yeah. And Paul Hester, it's this beautiful big ballroom with a mm. sprung dance floor. I'm not sure whether you've ever been to one. But when you dance... We're not allowed to dance that much. I've <laughs> only just turned 18. So I just turned 19, but last year kind of... They're from that generation that haven't yeah. had nightclubs. Right. Yeah. Or we'll ballrooms. We'll but this is there. like from the 30s. That was sprung. It's a sprung yeah. ballroom yeah. where when you move, the floor moves. Yeah. And wow. you'll get a lot of people going all around. It's sucking some... Yeah. That sounds Very cool. cool. They're fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so Crowded House of playing and they were just great they were a three piece too yeah and 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 paul hester had gone to mcdonald's and bought about a hundred cheeseburgers and he had this box of warm cheeseburgers and at the end of each song he'd stand up and go who wants a cheeseburger and we'd all go yeah and he'd stand up and he'd be throwing mcdonald's cheeseburgers and we'd all catch one and it was like oh how cool is this You're gonna but they were great fun but deck Chairs overboard. Yeah, and like the sorry, I said to go, shush your dog up. Um, like love we make. That's a good song. That's got a nice roll to it as well. Like it's they were, just, yeah, they were yeah. clever. And oh, like John's a a doctor. Um, <laughs> Ken is a professional yeah. pool player. Yeah, he always wow. was. He used to go yeah. around all of the the pubs around Sydney yeah. to the pool comps and he'd oh. win them. Lock him up, wow. That's how he lived. He was Made a living out of playing pool. Yeah. I've got quite a song from Rod Stewart. Mm. Yeah. What was that, Maggie yeah. May? Sorry. Oh, I'm, God. I'm dredging that, up the That was a great song. I'm dredging <laughs> it up from my way, way back in the, in the day. Rod Stewart mm. was a talent, though, because he yeah. wrote a mm. lot of his own songs. He wasn't just a mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. Like Maggie May, he wrote that. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a beautiful song. Yeah. And then rounding out my top five is Sally Ann and oh, Harry's yeah. Reasons. Sally Ann, yeah, that was we were Sally Ann Huckstep had been mm. been um, murdered, and it was because we lived in um, yeah, you're in that inner city, you know, Glebe, yeah. Surrey Hills, all that stuff. We were aware of the police corruption yeah. at the time, and Nettie Smith and yeah. his relationship with Roger Rogerson and yeah. all that stuff, and we just <clears throat> thought she was really, you know, she got a 
a bad deal, that girl. Yeah, that sort of and inspired was, me to read her, the book about it when the book came out. Yeah, I haven't. Mm. Oh, I'll give it to you. It's good. Read it. It's like right, a really right, good right. book. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, so we just really felt strongly that someone needed to write a song mm. about mm. Sally Ann Huckstep because um, she was just about to testify yeah. before yeah. the Royal yeah. Commission yeah. and she, she wound up dead. You know, like yeah. three days before. You just. Yeah. But even the lyrics of that, you know, don't meet a man with a gun in his hand. Like, yeah. just, yeah, yeah really yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah that, that song to me still resonates to this day. Yeah. It still brings the hairs on the back of my oh, neck up, man. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, you just really, you, you know, like, and then that line you said about never being closer than a newspaper. Yeah. yeah mm. We all were, were drawn in. Mm. No, that's right exactly there. what so we felt. Amazing. We didn't mm. know her. Yeah. We just knew what we'd read in the newspaper and mm. we were outraged mm. by it. We mm. just thought, this is this sucks. This yeah. is terrible. So we we just yeah. wrote a song. I remember finishing the words to that in freezing Canberra in a motel mm. and going <laughs> and knocking on Cliffs and Mike's door and saying, I've got the lyrics. Yeah. And and then at the sound check yeah. that night we ran through it and mm. but all of our songs were pretty organic. They, yeah. they came about through some something happening or yeah. something we yeah. wanted to express. Did you, ever, did you ever have that moment then where, and I find this with surfboard art, because I can sit there at a blank and go, I, I don't know what to do with it, and then 2 o'clock in the morning I'll wake up and there'll be, oh, I've got it. Yeah. Does that yeah. happen to you? Like, Absolutely. When people say, shit, I've got to write it down. Like, yeah. I think... Um, that degree of spontaneity sometimes. Dave Faulkner sometimes says yeah. that, who the gurus. Yeah. That he just come to him at a certain point. Yeah, I... Totally, and I think we're all receptive mm. to that in life. Yeah. We've all had had times where, where it, you know, you get that that moment of clarity mm. where something just pops into your head, and I think it's God. I mm. really do. Mm. I think it's God. Because, it's gonna be something. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or or the great, you know, light that's yeah. in our lives yeah. that, that only wants good for us. Yeah. Only wants us to go where we want to go and yeah. so th- that's what I meant about the doors opening you yeah. look we through your life that yeah. that's right and yeah. certain things happen mm. and you go wow well yeah. that's really mm. good because that's just what was required yeah. right at the moment yeah. but yeah those mm. moments where uh, things just just come yeah. to you yeah, yeah. Dave um, Faulkner said at Hudiguru is a lot he'd wake up and go oh I've got the hook or I've got mm. that melody and yeah. there you have go, to yeah. write it down so yeah which is amazing. And obviously, Harry's Reasons is my number five. But yeah. that's just... When you can get sort of... It's emanating into a song. <laughs> it's like it's like Tim Friedman from The Whitlams. You know? I love The Whitlams. Yeah, the Whitlams. And he's sort of saying... You know, it was words that he just had to get yeah. into. Yeah. No aphrodisiac, you know? Yeah. There, was, he, yeah. there was just a word he had to get into that aphrodisiac. song. Aphrodisiac. Yeah. There's and this he, word that I use that I learnt from my grandmother. She wrote yeah. me this letter once back in the um, 60s and she yeah. said um, we would love to come and see you this summer but unfortunately we have some exigencies that we need oh, to yes. take care of exigent yes. in Denver oh, and, wow. and so I went mum what is exigency <laughs> she said look it up what she always does and yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'd have to now of course we google, google it, yeah. but back then you'd go look at it yeah. and 
things of an exigent nature are mm. things that need to be done now. Yeah. So if you have exigencies, they're things mm -hmm. that you need to take care of Ooh. right away. And so I'll get that one in the vocab. That's yeah. a good one I was me. <laughs> listening to Beck did an album, mm -hmm. which won the album of the year at um, the Grammys about five years ago. It might be longer, but. Um, it's called Morning Phase, I think it is, but it's a beautiful Beck, if you like that. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. great musician. It, and his dad does a couple of things, because his oh, wow. dad's an orchestra guy, but that's where Beck got all of his musical right. stuff from. But this album's wonderful from, from start to finish. One, the, the album of the year, but there's one of his songs where he's going... And I realised that you had some exigencies. To take. <laughs> I don't want exigencies. Oh it's a, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's oh, so fantastic. cool. That's well, so speaking cool. of um, of words that have entered into the vocabulary, one of my all-time favourite albums of yours is Xenophobia Y. Oh, of course. And I remember at the time having to look it up in the dictionary. I'm not yeah, really sure what xenophobia it means. Mm. It's fear and of the other, isn't fear it? Of, fear of foreigners. Yeah. Fear of... Things foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, still pertinent today. Well, today yeah, just, yeah. just being afraid yeah. of mm. anything that's mm. not like you, which yeah, yeah. is, and there's a lot of that. People, are, you know, very safe, don't like yeah. people with mm. slanty eyes or something. Mm. They, they just get all freaked mm. out by it. And I really think it is a thing. Xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Really one, yeah. one of mine in the, in the top five was Mingle and Mix for that reason. Yeah. I love that track about... The people next door, yeah. that, the different colours to me, different eyes, different different language. Exactly. And that could be written today, or not, sorry, re-released today, and it's as poignant mm. as it was when you wrote it back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. we felt felt strongly that, um, that the more you reach out to people, and especially travel, mm. when mm. you travel, you realise that the world is f is full yeah. of really nice people just yeah. like you, yeah. just yeah. like you and me, yeah. raising families, mm. going to work. No mm. one's gonna try and murder mm. you. Yeah. You know, there's there's no communist agenda or yeah. things mm. like that. Like like mm. you go to Vietnam, which is a communist country, mm. and it's just wonderful. Yeah. It's clean. People are friendly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they just made it. Yeah. I made it work. So we were very on about, um, mm. you know, opening your eyes a bit. Yeah. yeah. Keeping an open mind and stuff like that. Yeah. the blinkers off, yeah. Mm. And, and touring does that. So how did, how did you find touring? Like, a lot of people think touring would be quite, you know, fabulous and awesome. And you get to get to see things, but you're also play a show, go to sleep, get up, travel to the next show. How did you find touring? Living out of a suitcase is the probably yeah, term yeah, yeah, I would yeah. use. Yeah, How did you find that? Well, it, there's that old expression that that being on tour is mm. really great for the hour and a half that you're on stage. And exactly. the, the rest of it is mindless, repetitive drudgery. Yeah. And a lot of bands break up because you're in a car with someone. Mm. For example, breakfast in a touring rock band mm. is the most important meal of the day and mm. it's also the most difficult to arrange because <laughs> mm. some people are really happy getting m maccas mm. but some people want eggs and 
vacant. <laughs> but some people <laughs> want, want a really, you know, organic, mm. you know, you yeah. want yogurt with fruit. Yeah. And, mm. uh, so and trying to, car, how are you supposed to... And car? trying to oh, agree kind of when stuff, you've yeah. got a seven-hour drive <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you've got to get fed. So many times you just go, we just got to eat. We, <laughs> we can't... To, you know, go here and then go there and then go there. We go. So you'd have the most horrible arguments yeah. over breakfast yeah. just because someone would go, there's nothing here I want to eat. <laughs> and, you know, and they'd storm off yeah. down the road and then you're going, oh, I hate it when he's like this. Another book I've got to give you is Mark Seymour's 13 Ton Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. And it's well, touring and different things. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, touring. Mm. Especially with a lot of people yeah. there's always someone you clash with just yeah. because that's normal yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. normal in, yeah. in life and if you and then throw in the mix throw in the mix drugs and alcohol mm. yeah. like people getting wasted yeah. all the time yeah. and speaking their mind when they really should yeah, keep that yeah. in the inside yeah, yeah, voice yeah, yeah. you yeah. know yeah. and you just it's that's why so many bands just uh, yeah. you know go I'm never going to get in the, a room with him <laughs> ever again yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think people realise how tough living out of a suitcase is. Yeah. And professional athletes do the same thing. Yes. You know, yeah. musos, it's, well, not at the moment, but, yeah, yeah, you're living out of a suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go back to family trips up the coast with the kids <laughs> in the back arguing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They can't sit next to each other. They've got... <laughs> You've got to put a pillow between them. <laughs> <laughs> because they just fight. When we would go away, oh, we've got the van, so there's the two rows of seats. We would have a row of seats to ourselves, my the, sister and I, so we wouldn't fight on the car trip. When we got the, a bigger bus, <laughs> and eight yeah. seated, yeah. the kids had a row each. Oh. But then we, we would fight over who wanted other. the back seat, the back back oh, seat. Yeah. So Basically, it's going to be the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, because that's exactly what it's like. And each person, we've done a lot of tours, say, we did this tour of Brazil with Yothi Yindi and um, Ganga Jang. And everyone has their seat on the bus. Within a couple of days, everyone is like, this is my seat. Second from the front, second from the front is so-and-so's seat. Don't sit there. And you'd get on, you'd get on and there'd be someone new on the the bus and you'd be walking down to your seat. You'd be walking down to your seat and you'd just stop in lean saying, no, you got to do, yeah. We are creatures of habit. We, yeah. we are in the same place. Yeah. Back at school, you'd always sit in the same chair with your mate. Yeah. Otherwise, she's going to bark at the door the whole time. The husky yeah. dog. So, speaking yes. of Brazil, we have got that on our notes, but you guys we have. really smashed it in Brazil, didn't you? 2001. Yeah. I watched that concert the other day. It's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I think you got the same shorts on. And like my G string is right out of tune. Yeah. Oh. My G string, and each time no. that I hit the G string, it's like, oh, really out of tune. Yeah. Now that I've mentioned it, you listen mm. to it, you're just going, I'm going to watch it again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Golden Mile. Listen yeah. to the yeah. end of the Golden Mile. When I do a high thing, don't, 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 it's like, don't, don't, so out of tune, but I didn't realise because I was all in. Sometimes you don't tell the truth. And my singing at that gig's really ordinary. I was, uh, but you sort of go, oh, it is what it is. You know, I had the that right vibe. It's all yeah. about vibe. Oh. The crowds were huge. Yeah, it's really huge. Crowds, they would just be happy to be. Hundred thousand, one. Yeah. Oh, look, we did. 
there was this guy um, back in the early 90s who kept saying, you are very famous in Brazil, please come. And, yeah. and he used to write mm. letters, because mm. that's what we did back then. Yeah. There was no email. And he used to write these letters, please come to Brazil, I will put on a concert mm. for you, and, da, da, da. and our agent kept saying, look, would you respond to this guy? Yeah. Like yeah. every week he yeah. writes me, me a letter. And finally I thought, okay, I'll write back. So I said, yes, we will come to play in Brazil, but you need to mm. pay us $1,500 US every night. You need to pay for our flights there and back. Yeah. We want accommodation. You know, it's yeah. got to be at least three star. We need mm. $40 per diem each day. Yeah, to yeah, buy absolutely. Yeah. Stuff. And I wrote this stuff. He got straight back within a week saying, saying no problem. Mm. Lock it in. We'll... Yeah. We'll do it. And all these dates came through. And we said, you've got a tickets. Nothing's yeah. happening until... And then the plane tickets turned up. And then visas turned up. We go, I guess we're going. So who were you touring with on that tour? Was it Ganga Jane? Just us. No, just, no, you no, just, just you guys. Just you guys. Spies. And what it was, what was this... This Brazilian surfy guy mm. used to go to trips to Bali yeah. and and have you know surfing safaris there. And in Bali, you could get all kinds of bootleg. Yeah. Tapes. Oh yeah, the, the Bali tapes. Yeah. And he got a bunch of spy tapes and took them back to Rio, yeah. where he lived. And he was also a weekend DJ. Oh, there you go. And he began to play spies on the radio. And mm. there were there was this yeah. massive. Yeah. response from mm. the surf crowd yeah. in Rio de Janeiro and so, so cool. and so he kept saying come to Brazil finally so we we get to Brazil and it's a big deal there's there's like security guards yeah. with with guns and they yeah. whisk us well, off the plane it's yeah, like yeah. we're rock stars yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> there's people everywhere yeah. Yeah. autographs and things yeah. and we get to the first gig and it's like it's a auditorium and it's like a, a basketball stadium. It's oh, a stadium, yeah. and and we get in. They they usher us off to the band room, and there's there's all the the thing. And I said, I'm going to go and have a look out here. I'm going to yeah. go. And so I go up on stage and look at the gear, and I thought I'm going to look through this yeah. curtain, and I and I go like that, and all of a sudden there's these thousands of faces out there, wow. and they see me, and they all go. Ah! <laughs> I go, Close I, 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 get out. And, and I go back in the room and I say, guys, I don't want you to freak out out there. Just a little bit. But there's about 10,000 people out there. Wow. Yeah. And um, so we did the gig and it, it, it was like crazy. It was like we were rock stars. Yeah. But that would have been the biggest crowd you'd play to up to that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. apart from show. Oh, like with the, the oils here, and, and the, yeah. the, the outdoor ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. that came yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah. the outdoor yeah. door things. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so we just got there. We had no idea. Yeah, that's amazing. And of course, we'd signed off for fifteen hundred dollars a night. And you think so? There was there was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars coming in the thing. Yeah, you're going, we've undersold it. <laughs> well, undersold it big time. Can we renegotiate? Yeah, but they all went, no, 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 it's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but they were happy to pay us. Yeah. But what an experience! You oh, can't put oh, money on that great. experience, yeah. can oh, you? No, no, it was great. And then we got to see Brazil and mm. tour. Yeah. We did ten tours there. Wow, yeah. wow. That was just me, and then I mm. quit the band and. Yeah. And Mike kept going, so yeah. 
yeah, we were really big there, and that Brazil is a lot like Australia. It's got beaches, yeah. beautiful yeah, beaches, yeah. and the guys surf and the girls surf and very beachy culture mm. there. But but there's so many millions more of them. There's mm. there's I think 130 million Brazilians, or mm. yeah, well. uh, there's a lot, mm. and but the beaches down there are just oh, beautiful. beautiful place. Yeah. Be- yeah. Beautiful yeah. place. Yeah. So yeah, they really took to us, and we. We just had a great time over there. When you're recording, yeah. did okay, you put out a good album and it's successful for you guys, and you're like, yep. Is because a lot of people suffer from a second album syndrome, and what I mean by that is you will spend four or five years crafting this first album and it's successful, and the record company go, need another one in six months, and you're like, what? Mm. Hang on, it just. Because you can't keep the momentum going. Yeah, the artistic flow doesn't always work that way. That's right. Did you guys struggle with that? We did. We did have his reasons. And like they say, you've Mm. got your whole whole life to write your first album. Mm. But but then six months to write... Baby animals had the same problem. Yeah, Mm. yeah. It's a common dilemma. And we, we struggled. We went into the studio to do... AO Mod mm. again at Albert's, oh, and um, what a place to go, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. You you, you realise that you're standing on the shoulders of so giants, good. the Easy Beats, yeah. ACDC, yeah. Rose Tattoo. Yeah. You know all of these. Mm. It's almost sacred ground, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, and um, yeah. So it's always hard to come up with the the second album and a lot of bands fight at that yeah point in mm. time too because you're you're kind of clutching at straws mm. trying to pull together an album and yeah. a lot of people in the band just go i hate that song yeah, yeah. i don't want to play that song yeah. and you go well i'll play your song if yeah, you yeah. play this one yeah. <laughs> so the, there's this spirit of compromise yeah. and i think where there's too much compromise a lot of the time albums yeah. can be a bit mm. But it's all part of being being in a band. You've got to deal with other people, mm. and you won't mm. see eye t- t- to eye yeah. half no. of the time because yeah. we're all individuals, yeah. and you've got to melt together. Yeah. The best time being in a band is always when you're playing, because yeah. that's when the egos let go mm. and the natural spirit of music. You are one. That's why you got into it in the first place. Yeah. Playing music together. Yeah, that's the whole point, is to play together. Yeah, Yeah. you know what it's like when you've played with someone and all of a sudden you're not you anymore. Mm. You you become this organic thing that's Mm. just happening and and you'll play for a while and you sort of realise, you go, wow. Yeah. You know, wow, yeah. we've been just yeah. in the true spirit of mm-hmm. inspiration. Yeah. There's been been no no me there. It mm. it's it's just the universal spirit mm-hmm. is yeah. coming out through your fingers. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like as soon as you finish playing, you're like, when can I do that again? When's mm, the next gig? Yes. When can I play live again? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. When you're playing against in a, yeah. in a with a huge crowd. Like I know it's been like in football stadiums when you're at a big ground with the, the pressure that the the sound wave from a hundred thousand people yes. is yes. like a hurricane coming at you. It must yeah. be incredible. It is, yeah. and you you really feed from the audience's mm. energy. Yeah. You really do, and it makes you want to 
to give you all. Yeah. When you see them like like singing along mm. to your songs, yeah, yeah. you go, wow. It's I wrote really, that in a hotel room and everyone yeah, knows yeah. it. Yeah, it's really, it's very it's is it humbling. Yeah. It is, it yeah. really is. Makes you realise that there's something out there bigger than you are. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not just you. There's mm. a whole whole spiritual thing going on here. That's, that's why it, it, music, like we said, really, yeah. really is the universal yeah. language. Yeah. Everyone so identifies how, with it. How hard was it to walk away? I walked away because I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. It would, and that was because of all the things that we've yeah, talked about: yeah. the pressure, yeah. the the not getting along with certain certain people, mm. not seeing things the same way, yeah. running out of ideas. And each time you you go into a room, mm. once you've done, I had done it for nineteen years, wow. and yeah. that's a long that's time. How old yeah. I am. Yeah. Like, yes, that's, crazy. that's your whole life <laughs> yeah. having to share it. With yeah. three other people, yeah. and finally you just go, I want out. Yeah. I just, I just want to go do, do my, do my own thing. And a bit like you, mm. wanting to, you finally went. I want to learn how to make surfboards. Yeah. Well, I just want. Yeah. I just want to learn how to be a chef because mm. I want to go and cook. I, yeah. I don't want to be in a band in a bus anymore. So you no, end I, up. Can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. gone from the pressure cooker of a band to the kitchen. The kitchen is a very pressurised place <laughs> to be it, in. It so. is. Funny thing is, it's, it's exactly the same. Working in a kitchen is just like being in a band. Yeah. You get to the kitchen, you set up all the gear, you do mm-hmm. your prep, you yeah. work like mad to get the prep ready, and then all of a sudden someone says, go. And yeah. you, you're on stage. Yeah. The orders start to come mm-hmm. in. All of a sudden, you're all working you're together, working together yeah. as a team. I need chips. Yeah. I need this. Yeah. I need that. Da, 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 da. And yeah. you'll work to, together frantically yeah. for like two hours. And then all of a sudden, it's done. Yeah. And there's shit everywhere. Yeah. So it's like clean up. Yeah. You clean up. Everyone has a few beers. And then <laughs> you go home. Tell you what, it's exactly like begging them. <laughs> so how does Craig Bloxon? Spy vs. Spy singer end up on an oil rig in Mexico. Well, <laughs> when I qualified as a chef, chef so where did you train at? The Holiday Inn uh, in Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I went and worked up in Kakadu National Park at the Holiday Inn there because oh, wow. I worked for mm. the yeah, company. It's definitely yeah. on my bucket list to go to Kakadu. I'd love to get there. Who did? Oh, I want to go there. Yeah, Kakadu. Oh, it's worth a. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like you really feel feel the timelessness of yeah. the universe up there. Yeah. It, it's like they, they, it's been there for millions of yeah. years. Yeah. And when you look at those crocodiles and things <laughs> out there, they're like dinosaurs. They they're, they're so primitive. Yeah. They're just, and you realise that that. Uh, yeah. Me as a human being, I'm just dinner. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm not this musician yeah, who yeah. done the. I'm just dinner, yeah. and and it makes you realise how yeah, small we are. really are yeah. in the, the that scheme cool. of things. Lovely up there. That's a kakadu. But um, yeah, and so I got used to doing remote work, and there's more money in um, remote stuff. Okay, and yeah. I always wanted to go. Uh, 
work in the states down the south and so i applied for a for a job online this is when the oh, internet yeah. started to that fancy in. stuff yeah and i there was this catering company out of new orleans mm. louisiana and i applied for a job they didn't know where i was mm. and they said yes be here for the interview and training and that on, on so I just booked a plane for yeah. oh, and, wow. and got in there and because my my parents were Americans I had dual oh, yeah. citizenship yes. so I could work yeah. there born yeah. in LA right yeah. Yeah. yeah just go there and so very cool and and so I turned up in New Orleans found a cheap motel and um, within Two weeks I was w- working on a d- drill rig and yeah. then I I didn't like the one that I was on yeah. and and I just kept talking t- to the guys who kept coming up saying, your food's good, you yeah, should be... Yeah, yeah. Do it. And I said, where should I work? And they went, go work for this company called Transocean. Mm. And so I contacted them mm. and said, have you got any vacancies? And they got back they said, well, we really need a, a chef, but you need to be here day after tomorrow. In, right in Houston and I went see you then and so I hopped on a <laughs> plane flew to Houston did their training and then yeah. the next thing I'm, I'm getting on a helicopter going out to this yeah. ultra deep water drill ship because yeah. all of oh. the oil these days yeah. is getting farther and yeah. farther, farther out. Out. Yeah. and so uh, yeah, it, it was a 750 foot massive drill yeah. Yeah. ship and they liked me there and I worked mm. as uh, the night cook for um, a few hitches and then there was all this movement and they said would you like to be the head chef and I went yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so before I knew it it's just one of those things where you yeah. go yeah. doors open yeah. Mm. Yeah. also I found in life that fortune favours the brave mm. if you just believe in something go I'm going to do this yeah. and, and, and just yeah. go for it yeah. well we did it with this Go for it. We love to do a podcast. Yeah. We Why it. not? Just have a crack at it. Have a yeah. crack. Yeah. Look at you now. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, my yeah. brother actually works on a, an oil platform off Western Australia. Okay, WA. WA. Yeah. And he's been a merchant seaman since he left school. Right. So he, he was in Asher's position in 1993. Yeah. And he wanted to leave to go. He always was. My, my grandfather was a merchant seaman. And went through the war. Oh, it's in the blood. Yes, it's in the blood there. What, he went through the war on... My my, um, granddad, yeah, went through the war. He was on the merchant supply ships that went out to the the Pacific realm. Oh, mate, that that was dangerous. Absolutely. With the U-boats and Japanese... 15 years old when that went down. That was dangerous. A lot of those guys sunk with all hands. Oh, absolutely, Mm. yeah. Lost, lost. Many of them, they don't even know of. Yeah. They just go on. So that's that's been in the blood. Nathan decided that's what he wanted to do. And... Um, and then he's ended up all over the place. Uh, but yeah. he often talks about the chef and, and where the crew get together for meals is the hub of the ship. Oh, it's the most mm. important. Yeah. It's and the, if the, oh, food's, the food's not good, oh. that's when you get yeah, mutinies yeah. on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Throw you overboard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. All you've got to look forward to all day long because yeah. the work yeah. you do is mindless, yeah. repetitive. <clears throat> yeah. yeah drudgery and yeah. all you've got to look forward to is the food and and working on a drill rig they work 24 hours a day yeah. so you've got four meals yeah you've got the evening meal six o'clock but then you've got the midnight meal yeah. and then you've got the breakfast meal mm. which also is 
the main meal for the people finishing yeah, the night shift. So you've got, there's these four meals mm. going on mm. and, and word spreads quickly. People will will say, oh, they've got some barbecue pork down there. It's really good. <laughs> and so people come, come where's come, pork? Where's the pork, yeah. And because um, in the States and offshore, they're really used to uh, frozen vegetables enough. The first thing I did was started getting in fresh vegetables oh, yeah. and it's that just makes such a difference. amazing the yeah. difference yeah. Yeah. you get when yeah. when you're, you're steaming veggies. zucchini yeah. carrots and b- 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 broccoli and cauliflower and putting it in the thing yeah. the guys are just just coming and go oh this is fantastic yeah. the other thing i used to do too is bake bread every day wow get some yeast oh, and bake bread that but smell too the oh, old yes. guys the old guys used yeah. to come and stand in the door and say thank you so much because <laughs> it's like each day you you yeah. you make a soup as mm. well and that goes 24 hours a day so you're constantly yeah, yeah, cool. but if you've got fresh bread with a soup a lot of the time when you don't want roast mm. beef or something, you've come in your tide, you just want a bowl of soup and some fresh bread, you go, yeah. oh, oh, soup and bread. comfort food. Comfort food, oh, yeah. that's right. It's when you're nothing warms you up like a bowl of hot soup and yeah. bread, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Full of veggies yeah. and a bit of meat and a bit of barley, barley and, yeah. or, or a good split pea soup yeah. with some ham and lots of onions. Oh, yeah. Look, I remember coming in from really, really cold, Skiing and like we did when I would grow up, we, we, the skiing for us was walking down to a village, down the village to a little slope that we had to walk up on our own with our skis. And you'd be out there in the freezing cold after school, and you'd roll back at home a couple of hours later, and mum would have the hot soup, lentil soups, and things lentil like that. Lentil soups, and, right. and we'd just be we'd be frozen to the core, and, it'd be the and best then you'd just be eating that. Yeah. Going, oh, we really that's really good. Yeah, uh, happy days. And soups are wonderful. Mm. Come out of the surf. Yeah, so that's the first thing surfers up do when they yeah, get food the get the food into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Soup's a great thing. Hearty soups, yeah, right. sure. full of veggies and yeah, chunks of this and chunks of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how long did you do that for? I did that for three and a half years. Okay. Years, and I didn't like living in the US. Mm. So one time. Because we worked three weeks on, three weeks off. I'm not sure. So, same thing. as what my brother does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they worked out that's the best way to mm. keep people yeah. sane. And um, I didn't like live, living in the States much, mm. so I thought I might just go down to Mexico and all of the Americans, oh, I don't go to Mexico. Oh, it's yeah, dangerous. they, they yeah. say that. We, had, that. we had a friend on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, Max, who travelled from Canada right down the tip of Argentina oh, in a van that he built. Fantastic. Yeah, and he said, everyone said, don't go to Mexico. Oh, he, dangerous. He loved it. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. this is the thing. <clears throat> Americans are very fearful. They're mm, scared absolutely. of everyone. Yeah, they, yeah. they build these big walls. Yeah. They think yeah. everyone's against yeah. them. Yeah. They refuse to join the metric no, yeah. the metric system. Yeah. System. They have this huge inflated opinion of mm, themselves. Them, yes. Themselves. And I just so one time off, I I bought a car. I just drove down to Mexico and so so no, I don't do it. As soon as you mm. through the things, taco stands, fish. <laughs> people selling things, families, it's yeah. just like yeah. us. They're just yeah. like yeah. us. Exactly, yeah. The whole world is full of people like us. Exactly. Yeah. And. And I drove around, drove down, found a place by the sea right across from Cabo San Lucas. There's a fishing village called Mazatlan, but they had flights up to the USA every day. Mm. So I 
thought. So yeah. I just re- rented a hotel oh, yeah. room for like 160 a week. Yeah, yeah. a hotel room, just yeah. leave my shit there and I just flew oh, up, okay. and yeah. up and back. And mm-hmm. it, it was cheap down there, live. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cheap, yeah. Yeah. cheap compared to the US, yeah, to sure. the USA. And I wasn't murdered, I wasn't robbed. He's <laughs> yeah. still here. So. And the food was great. Yeah. People yeah. loved yeah. it. Yeah. The water's clean. Mm. Well, that's where, uh, talking of surfers, Tom Curran, the yeah. uh, three times world champion, um, went down to Mexico just before the, the pandemic shut the borders and oh. he got stranded on this amazing surf break for three months. That'd be fine. Surf this place yeah. out in front. And he went a bit stir crazy. I've just seen the video and he's, he's a bit eccentric at the best of times. And he's a musician too. Yes. He plays um, keyboards and guitar and, and has written lots of stuff. And his surfing to this, like he's in his, his late 50s now. I've never seen anything like it. He really? just blew that place apart, and yeah. you could just see just what, being there every day. Imagine getting yeah. stuck there for three months. <laughs> yeah. That'd be. I'd, I'd, I could understand how you wouldn't want to leave either. Yeah. yeah. Where was he? Do you know where he was? Oh, it's a Point Break. Uh, it'd be on the on the credits somewhere, okay, but it was. Yeah. A, I know most of the Americans that were that were staying down there got shipped out, mm. but I think the the guy that he was there owned property or had some. Yeah. Affiliation there, so they didn't get kicked out. Yeah, and, um, and they were just lucky to, to be there and mm. surfing the same wave. And oh, the food's yeah. good. And fish yeah, there, fresh yeah. fish. Oh, like, oh, magic. Yeah. yeah. But I remember watching that um, uh, The Long Way Round with Hewan McGregor and Charlie Ball. Yes. Remember that one, the motorcycle yes. guys? And one of the lines that came out of that for me that hits on that was. Uh, Ewan McGregor just says that he goes when you travel like we've done you just realise that everyone's the same yes. we've all got wives and children and yes. we all want all yeah. we want is our kids to be safe yes. to be, to be mm. educated to be fed yes. and a roof over our heads but the basic necessities of life and yeah. mm. more, the more the more that the world embraces that yes. the mm. less conflict it will have it's, I, I don't know for me it's like you know if we could just Get the, get the ego out of mm. it's the mm. ego that gets and in the way oh yeah, yeah. Mm. ego ruins everything yeah, yeah. No, but that's it yeah. the whole world is just full of people like us and if yeah. we stop being xenophobic mm. and if we just just look at different cultures with mm. open hearts yeah. rather than mm. shut so they might be wearing a turban that's okay yeah. they're probably just like me and i don't wear a mm. turban it's like mm. probably say that with a scotsman coming towards him with the kilt so from oh. mexico where to from oh where to from mexico was that the trip back home or mexico and i came back at, i was on the rig when Hurricane Katrina hit the sand. Oh, yeah. I was on it. I was oh, out there goodness. in it. And because we were dynamically positioned, which means the ship had four, and we would stay over the drill hole mm. by okay. four motors mm. that were linked by satellite, and they'd just keep oh, the wow. boat. So it's like you'd go up to the yeah. to the um, the bridge, mm. and there was no no. No steering wheel at all. It's all just computer screens. But when Katrina hit, we evacuated most of the guys so that they could go home and be with their families. There was a lot of women off or two just doing the same jobs that the men were roused about. 
roughnecks, all mm -hmm. of them. And yeah. um, most of them went home, so it, it was just mainly management there. Yeah. Um, and I was cooking food for the mm. people that were there. Yeah. there. Um, mm. And lots of smaller ships would come and dynamically position next to us so that oh. they would be in our lee. Mm. Right, and, yeah. And so you'd look out the window and no one was allowed to go out on yeah. on yeah. deck. Yeah. because. But I can remember standing there going, how cool is this? Watching the... The, the smaller ships next to us and I'd watch that no the way b b b b boats have got those yeah. markings and yeah. Yeah. I, I remember going up and they go 30 feet yeah. just like that oh, 30 feet yeah. oh, I'm down. 30 feet I just go wow this never mm. once was I scared because you're sort of mm. doing yeah. things yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you had every right to be because that's the situation where that. But I slept yeah. like a baby. Yeah. Five days <laughs> we were out there, yeah. fucking woo. Yeah. And, and what the engineers did, this whole thing is fascinating. Yeah. We've got what you call a moon pool in the middle of the ship. Yeah. There's this big hole that they drill through. And mm. what they did was they hung down about 300 foot of pipe casing mm. which is really heavy yeah. steel mm. stuff and they hung it down so it was like an anchor mm. oh. so we had okay. this big thing hanging down so, in the so, of the so we were stable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah oh. we were you know going yeah up. but you weren't doing these on you just kind of going that's up right down. but yeah. the ships next to us yeah like, oh. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then when the storm passed after five Days, it, it was like glassy calm. Wow. The Gulf of Mexico was glassy yeah. calm, mm. and we got word that one of our semi sub semi submersibles, which is a big sort of a pontoon yeah. rig mm. with yes. four big pontoons that mm. go that go down, had had sprung a leak, and it was gonna sink. So so we we zoomed over there. So that helicopters could evacuate them to us, right? And stuff. Yeah. But it was a very exciting time. And, Huge. Yeah. And Mississippi and oh, they copped it. New Orleans, New Orleans, Orleans. Yeah. 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 like yeah. for years, yeah. for, for years. And I went back eighteen months later when when the water had gone. Yeah. But the, there's no one there. Yeah, they used the hockey stadium and all that, the dome, and yeah. put people in there to live. And yeah, it's kind of like the intensity of the bushfires that we had yes. a year or so ago. Same. That same level of devastation. Yes. Is, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that just when you realise just how small we are. The planet could get rid of us pretty much. We're not here for a long time. We, no, just, no. we, we could be just... We're just, yeah, yeah. We're, we're such tiny just little... clinging on to it all. Specks yeah. of nothing. Yeah. I think my brothers always talked about that about being at sea. Doesn't matter how big the ships up you are in, mm. the sea's in charge, yeah. and, and there's plenty of times 350 foot ships break in half and are never seen again. And mm. you're not. There's nothing we put. There's nothing in this planet. I think that humans do that can't be undone. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. I well, totally agree. Trash the planet. Yeah. Trash what the planet. a great name yeah. for an album. That's right. Who would have thought? Yeah, we just always felt really strongly about things. We were pretty naive, you know, yeah. with the thought thinking you can change things with music, but but it was what it was, and those were kind of the times as well. Yeah, we but just, look at look what came out of that era though. Go out, solid rock. Yeah, you know, red gum. 
they got Oils. Oils. Yeah. Played last night. Did they win? Yeah, uh, at the Oxford Arts Factory. Oh, of course. Really? So, and they're playing yeah. at the Enmore next week. Oh. That's, That's a, a warm-up show. There, yeah. More. Have yeah. you been to the Enmore? Uh, yeah. I had a few tickets. I had tickets for a few bands at Oxford Art Factory and Enmore, yep. but they got cancelled yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. because of COVID. But I still. We'll get to the Oils so. later because the Enmore is great because yeah, it's a yeah. wooden yeah. theatre. It's yeah. an old wooden theatre, yeah. so it's organic, yeah. and the wood resonates. And band sound great there. Band sound great. I was supposed to say. I think it was Hockey Dad. Hockey Dad, Hockey yeah. Dad, yeah. He's one of the guys who got one of my surfboards. Really? Oh, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, quite funny. Um, Victoria are good. Yeah. I like your boards. <laughs> they're arty. And, I appreciate that. And they look very org- organic. And they're all hand-shaped, hand-coloured. Hand yeah, I don't plan them. I just stand behind it and just go, yeah, I'll do that, and then yeah. just do that. <laughs> I believe the guitars that I make, they can make themselves. We're going to talk about those. You, 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 it all starts with two bits of wood that mm. you laminate. Yeah. All guitars, yeah. apart from really expensive ones, yeah. which are one, one solid piece. Yeah. Yeah. But even the fenders, the early fenders, are all two or three pieces of wood. Well, let's get into those. Laminated. Yeah. So right? what brought you into that? Um, well, guitars? I... Um, I had some time and so I I wanted to build a guitar for myself yeah. and, mm. and so I got this b- 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 body from the States and, mm. and it took six weeks and it took and when it came I thought oh this is great but honestly I could do this yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no reason and you've got a, a background in my carpentry? dad was a b- 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 builder yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, mm. Growing up, every Saturday we had to go to work with yeah. with Dad. I wanted to hang out with my mates and stuff, but no, yeah. you went to work yeah, so with your dad. And you're he, on the tools. He, he used to pay yeah. us, yeah. but I didn't really want to do it. But I learned to paint. Yeah. My brother learned to to plaster, and we all learned woodwork. You all yeah. yeah. learned a bit of joinery and yeah. um, stuff. So, and electric guitar starts with just two. B- 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 bits of wood and they've yeah. got to be 45 mil thick because yep. once you sand and things you've got to have a mm. good solid base yeah. but you just laminate the and you you just get um, a couple of what do you call them clamps um, oh you like your G clamp or yeah, yeah but the long ones oh yeah the new ones yeah, yep. they're called uh, yeah. uh, something yeah no, they got a name but that's yeah, a, yeah, we yeah. know the one you mean the so long you clamps just, yeah. and what you've got to do is is cut the two pieces of wood square mm. on a table saw so you get a really straight edge but mm. then you plane them mm. and get them really flat so that and then you you join them together and go yeah 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 that's all mm. right and then you just glue them mm. lay them down in in sash clamps that's, that's what they call they, go. they got a yeah. sash right yeah. and and so you then tighten them up and the glue starts to come and then you put more sash clamps on top and mm. you just glue it leave it overnight pop it out there there it is you've got a big square piece mm. and then guitars you need to shape them yeah. so you need a template yeah so that's my workshop is full of templates yeah i i'm lucky i've got a partner who works in c- computers and i give her a photograph mm. of a guitar mm. and, and I tell her, can you print me out 
this mm. on four sheets of normal paper and it yep. needs to be 52 centimetres by this and 30, yeah. mm. 34 centimetres that wide and she'll do it and she'll give me the, the four sheets and then I cut them and sticky tape them mm. and then I go and stick them on the wood and cut around them, yeah. right? Get the shape and then get a, get a black pen and just draw around until you've Pretty similar to a surfboard. And then so. you, I've got a 14 inch bandsaw. Yeah. And so you just run the wood following the thing through the bandsaw. Mm. And then I've got a, got a belt sander. Yeah. And so you, you sand it and carry on. And then you've got a very square guitar shape. Mm. All right, smooth mm. and mm. so much work goes yeah. in to, but then you get a piece of masonite Right. which you cut it the same way and glue it to the wood. And then you get a router yeah. with a follow bit mm. and you just run it around the guitar body. Right, okay. Right. And then you take it off and you've got a template yeah, yeah. of the guitar. Yeah. And so you seal that, mark it, get a centre line down and yeah. all that. Yeah. And that's your goal. Because the next time you want to do a guitar, you yeah. reverse the process. Yeah. Yeah. You get the template out, stick it on the wood, draw around it, yeah. and cut it out, but then glue the template back down yeah. and use the template as the guide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of work in creating yeah. the first one, yep. but then you make a template <clears throat> from the first one and you just same. knock them out. Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. It's all that template. Get that template right and then you're good. Yeah. Templates are everything. <laughs> and one of the worst things you, you, you can do is drop it because then you've got a big ding from it. Oh, and each yeah. time you yeah. run the thing around, you so you've virtually got yeah. to use that template and make a new template yeah. and and leave Account that little... Account for that. Yeah. So you're that, making bases and um, six strings as well? Yes. Make sure both, yeah? Because getting mm. back to what you said, which mm. started the conversation is... Every piece of wood, I find, suggests to me. Mm. Oh, okay. It's like you'll feel the weight and go, this should be a bass. Yeah. Or you'll feel the weight and go, this is lighter, this should be a guitar. Yeah, and then okay. you look at the grain and you go, what should be the top? What should be the thing? And then before you know it, you're, you're lo- looking at it going, I think this should be a... Uh, telecaster mm. or right. it, it just yeah, it, it, it know, tells you yeah. Yeah. It, wow. yeah it tells you what it yeah. should be yeah or you go this would be an offset something and you'll have them with the offset that'll mean that that knot is going to be right perfect yeah and yeah. so you get the offset <clears throat> template and do it but yeah they suggest to you mm. what they should be how did you go with the first one? How did it turn out? <laughs> Terrible. I've thrown so many away. Because yeah. I'll... And, and, and you'll go... With the router. Oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you've gouged in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. And you've just <laughs> thrown a chapter thrown away. Yeah. But um, I've been doing it now for 18 months. And so I'm starting mm. to learn through my mistakes how to do it. I find with making surfboards, it's... Not making the mistakes, but how to fix the mistakes. Yes. That was the key to it. Yes. That was when the penny dropped. Yeah. When you'd make a mistake and someone would go, oh, this is how you fix it. And you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's when it, yeah. Same way yeah. when you work as a chef. It's not what you fuck up. It's how you, it's fix, how it. you can fix it. Yeah. Like say that you've cooked the beef way too long. Yeah. 
and you, it's not going to be a roast. You go, mm. well, we can just dice that up and make some meat pies out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then people go, oh, these are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but if they knew... Yeah, it's life's sort of about that. It doesn't matter what goes wrong. It's, it's what you learn mm. and make out of it. Mm. Yeah. So when, you, when you're making these, like creating something like yeah. that, how, do, how does that feel for you? Like, you down your shed, you're making this guitar. Is that fulfilling? Has that got a it, certain fulfilment to it? Or? Oh, it, yes, it's yeah. really, really full, fulfilling. But more than that, like we were talking about now, yeah. anything, it's really good for your mental health to yeah. go down there and, and start to do something with your hands because the instant you do you mm. something else that we've mm. touched on in this conversation, like with music when you start to to shape something mm. you get out of yourself you, yeah. you get out of ego. you're out of your own mind and yes. into something else because your mind is your enemy I find my mind has always talked shit to mm. me mm. You're, you're no good you're too thin you've got a speech impediment mm. you can't really write songs you're just my whole life long mm. I've had mm. this so it's really good to get out of your head and just yeah. do stuff do something yeah. with, with your hands. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. Oh, like, I, as I said, I, this this whole thing, this podcast came about because I was on Gumtree looking for surfboards that I could restore yeah. and saw your guitar. Oh, right. And that's when I messaged you and I went, oh, that's a Craig Boxham guitar. Yeah. And just went, yep, that's it. going to send him a message. Because the spires and surfing were just so interrelated Absolutely. Yeah. for some reason yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Funny how it's, they just... it's like oil's head injury still rated one of the great surf albums yeah. but it's nothing really yeah. to do with surfing no. other than chatswood bondi and different things it's Buster yeah. bondi yeah. Um, yeah. oh what was that I'll one? take you to koala, koala, koala sprints <laughs> was a was a classic yeah. um, surfing yeah. song and, and yeah. just yeah i saw that that guitar and just went oh that's amazing like and i'd seen a couple of other ones you'd made the bass guitars mm. And then the, immediately the question that comes to mind then is, while you're shaping a, a guitar, what music comes through your head? Well, do you listen to? I've realised um, because my partner has pointed it out mm-hmm. that I'm a that I live to a musical soundtrack. I hum. Mm. all mm. day long and it kind of drives her nuts she goes you're humming mm. <laughs> because I get out there and well you're a musician but the sander starts going and so I start going there's something about her a singer like you're going to yeah. and, and I hum all the yeah. time and it's embedded in you she's yeah. she's she says go into the humming room <laughs> hum go into the humming room yeah. because I just yeah, so... Do you listen to music when you're making music? No, when you're I making don't. It? No? I find that I just hum and... But I've always done that. Yeah. Right? Since I was a kid. Yeah. The car, when the blinkers go on, dink, 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 I immediately start <laughs> going... The beats are everywhere. Because there's music everywhere. It just... And especially drones. Like if I hear a power saw, I immediately... Think what key is that? Oh, wow, yeah. Right. One time when we were making, I think, the Harry's Reasons album, I had a cold and um, I was blowing my nose a lot. 
and the guys in the control booth started running a strobe tuner, which is just a thing that you can tune guitars, pianos. Yeah. They're very expensive, the yeah. strobe, strobe container. But, but they kept saying, blow your nose one more time, and I'm there by them, oh. because I was doing vocals. Oh. And they said, you blow your nose in the key of F sharp. People are going, so my head, my skull mm. emanates F sharp. F sharp. <laughs> so you learn yeah. all of these kind That's of crazy. musical music's everywhere, yeah. and it's just yeah, you know a wonderful thing. I just can't imagine people who go to do their life. I went up to the optometrist the other day, um, and I'm there, and he's obviously a Kiwi, mm. and um, he's a young guy. So, and he's doing a really good job. He was smart looking, handsome mm. guy, knew all about optometry and mm. all that stuff. And we're talking things. And, and I said, so you're from New Zealand? He goes, yes, I am I'm from New Zealand. I said, do you like She Hard? They're like oh. amazing band. And Great band. Lo- looked at me and, and said, no, I'm not into bands at all. And I just had nothing to say. I I had the exact same experience with my old boss. I used to work in a bakery. I I had my music on, so some 80s stuff from Dad's Influence as well on my playlist. And he was like, oh yeah, I remember this song from back in the day. And then I was like, so what do you listen to, Bill? And he's like, oh, I don't listen to music. I can't imagine. And I'm like, like he's driving from Sydney. I'm like, what are you listening to? He's like, oh. I don't listen to music. No. I, just, oh, I said God. nothing to say. Couldn't do it. That's right. Yeah, what like, can oh, you say yeah, to that? You just yeah, go, yeah. oh. God, oh, I okay. wake up. I can wake up and any every night around 2, 3 a.m. and there's a song straight yes. away. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, stop that That's song. That's right. So Sometimes they're yeah. really annoying. Like yeah. you think, why am I, yeah. why am I humming ABBA, Dancing yeah. Queen? Yeah. <laughs> but it just comes to yeah. your yeah. head. Yeah. Well, that was the thing about... Yesterday, Ash and I went up the coast, so we went all the way up to Crescent Head surfing, oh, and and we're driving back, and it's just the playlists on, and let's get some. Let's and mm. the, the the trip up mm. is as enjoyable as the surf, mm. yeah. the music, and if you put it on on random, so you've yes. got seven hundred, eight hundred songs on a playlist, you don't know what's going And, you, and yeah, you just let's see where it goes. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. You, and it's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But we used to play back in the day. When we first heard uh, Don't Tear It Down, that was our psych-up song at 6 o'clock in the morning. Thank God there was no one around us because we cranked the stereo up <laughs> as we were suiting up with our wetsuits, Don't yeah. Tear It Down, before we hit the surf. Fantastic. And that was one of those things that we used to do. Oh, that's what, an honour. Thanks. Yeah, that was really no, cool. Cool. I think you, you realise that um, the music that you created, even though so long ago, as I said, a lot of the topics are still very real today and stuff that we're dealing with as a nation, but... It's just, you've got to be proud of the legacy mm. that's there in that catalogue. Look, looking back on it, it kind of seems like a dream. Mm. It really does. It, it was just something we were so passionate mm. about. You know, we wanted to save the world. And um, it's it was just in us. It, mm. it wasn't manufactured. No. It, it's just that we would write these things down. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I look back and and we were really lucky, obviously, right sound at the right time mm. kind of thing. But it just does seem a bit like a dream. I, I think back and go, did that really happen? Or, mm. or was it all just kind of a dream? 
there's there's still, so many yeah. people that have been to the gigs that are carrying those those memories on. Yeah, because I remember seeing yeah. you at the Palais, for example. And what was it? Oh, the Palais. The Palais oh. song where you <laughs> get where there's a pause and you yell out Newcastle because on the album it's just a you're just a roar. Yeah. And we're, everyone in the Palais went. He just said our town's name, yeah. and of everyone course. went berserk. Yeah, <laughs> of course. we just loved it. What? Because well, I can I grew up in. Fingal, yeah. like we're, we're Nelson Bay boys. Yeah, so. I, I spent most of my childhood at Fingal Bay. That's where I pretty much learned oh, to surf. Mm. I'll never forget going there just about five years ago and going for a swim right out in front of the surf house. Yeah. And they're really gentle waves rolling, yeah. and I'm mm. up to here like that. And I'm just looking at my feet. The yeah. water was so clear, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. see my feet on the thing, and I yeah. thought, Fingal Bay. Yeah. Beautiful. Good I shared a, shared a wave with the dolphin um, oh, wow. one day at Fingal Bay. That that's was the first awesome. time a dolphin had ever swam into, the, into a wave with me. And that's the yeah, first time I ever you. did an open face wave or I turned on an open face wave was Fingal Bay. There's all these th- things that stick in your mind. Well, that music's, take, take music music becomes a soundtrack to your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you look at all other people that are Oils fans now, like the, the Oils have been there all that time. And well, and you'll yeah. hear a certain song comes on the radio and immediately know. takes you back yeah. to where you were like you said yeah. the first time you heard that song it's mm. vivid yeah it, it just you're instantly back there absolutely yeah or it'll remind you of certain people as well yeah. who yeah. were in your oh, life yeah i've um, listened to this song with this person that's right yeah. that was our song mm. so yeah. Yeah. yeah so making making your instruments yeah. and then paint there's a little bit <laughs> A little bit of that music bug still there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you've got a new venture you're yeah, working it, on. It's like I wanted to... I've always wanted... Was the bass sitting in the corner looking at you and you're looking at the bass going, yeah, one day, one day. Well, I stopped playing. I'd, I yeah. didn't, didn't touch a bass um, for for 16 years. Wow. When I became a chef, I just gave yeah. music yeah. up. But then Mike died and um, I started feeling... Um, you know, mortal mm. and the clock ticking away and I thought I've always wanted to do a reggae band mm. that's a real roots reggae yeah. but playing all Australian songs so I uh, got a message from Amanda Lara who's mm. married to Richard Lara from the Screaming Jets and mm. it was sort of a light bulb moment I thought Richie Lara I've mm. always liked him and so I went by and had a chat and I said, look, I've got this idea. I really want to form a reggae band yeah. that plays Australian songs. And he looked at me like I was nuts because um, coming from the Screaming Jets and he did five years in the Choir Boys as well. Yeah, um, he's just a rock head, total metal rock head. And what... He had no idea what reggae even was, apart from Bob Marley, and everyone yeah. knows Bob yeah. Marley. But but there's so much more reggae than Bob Marley. Who's that that um, Hawaiian guy who plays the acoustic? Not Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a surfer. Very reggae influenced. Yeah. That whole. I like his style. Oh, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, that's on Taylor. Everybody likes reggae. Yeah. It's very yeah. easy. And it's, it's easy to listen to. It's yeah. not a, that was yeah, the early influences of ska, wasn't it? Yes. Reggae, reggae, that yeah, all came yeah. from the West Indians in Britain. Absolutely. Very bass-driven. So the ska sound came from the reggae. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we've got 
what's that, um, the specials and those sort of oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. and all of that. Mm. And I just really wanted to do the Australian mm. version of that. And I love three-piece bands. I just do. Yeah. And so Richie and I had spent the last year, um, 18 months, just trying to learn... Mm how to play Australian songs reggae. And it's mm. like learning a new language. Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn everything you know about playing, you have to forget it. Because mm. yeah. reggae, like we were saying, the drum is on the one and the three, the guitar is on the two and the four. So yeah. it's boom, cha, boom, boom, cha. Mm. You know, um, and we have just persevered to the point now where we'll start to play and we'll be jamming away and all of a sudden we'll look at each other and go we're doing it Richie we're, yeah. we're playing reggae yeah. we're playing reggae we're doing it look yeah. you're doing the cha yeah. and I'm doing the boom yeah. we're doing it we're doing it oh, and, so cool. and uh, yeah we, we do the oils we do choir boys we do God, I've got to hear this. Um, yeah. Angels, spies, yeah. jets. Oh wow! Oh wow! We do yeah. a version of. I can, we, I can see this mushrooming into something pretty cool. Oh, it's yeah. fun! Very yeah. good. It, it's fun, yeah. and we've just got this new d- 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 drummer who's a chef like me, and he's oh, cool. been really. He's a rock guy too, and mm. we've just said you've got to forget all the rock yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just yeah. forget it. And but luckily these days we live in the world of YouTube, and mm. you can learn everything you want. On yeah. YouTube. yeah, definitely. And so he's gone home, and they see the five most important reggae rhythms <laughs> on the drums, right? And he's yeah. learned that. And we had our first rehearsals last week but mm. we recorded our rehearsals this week and I sent oh. you a couple of songs in an email just before I oh okay oh, yes. yeah oh, so I they're, they're yeah. probably there we do a version of the Ice House song I can't help myself oh, oh. that's a classic great song. and yeah. we do a version of a Screaming Jet song I think it's Helping Hand yeah yeah, 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 yeah. October Grey would be good too what October Grey Screaming Jet song yeah. I don't even song. know that one I'll yeah. look it up Oh, there's yeah. so many that you could... Yeah. Yeah. It's <coughs> funny learning yeah. these, these screaming jet songs with yeah. Richie, right? He has really struggled mm. because he, he is so used to playing scene. certain yeah, things. Yeah. But now, yeah. it, it's so what I've done a lot of time is change the key. Yeah. So he's mm. got a... Yeah, yeah. It, a fresh start it, kind of thing. Total fresh Play, start, yeah. Mm. yeah. Change the key from what it was. Yeah. But um, like we do a version of... Better, which is still didn't know what happened when you knock upon my door. Things you had a life you lived, dreams that went before. No, it said it all. <laughs> but I'm going boom 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 and Richie's going ah, 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 <laughs> so it's really kind of tough yeah. it's like it's reggae but it's got Richie Lara on guitar Craig yeah. Waxham on on the bass You're on the and bass. Chris Lowe on d- d- drums so, yeah. Yeah, so I cannot wait it's <laughs> a lot of fun what are you going to call fun. that? We call ourselves Scatterhead. 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 Yeah, I like Scatter. it. The first word being scar. Yeah. You know, scar. Yeah. I thought, well, we did 
so yeah, we're we're well, scatterhead with scatterhead with S K A T T A S C. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. oh man, that's oh, right. I like Scar- it. Scar- yeah. scatterhead. Yeah, scatterhead yeah. reggae is what we. What spy songs? We do don't do it down. Credit yep. cards, hard times, treasure planet. Wow. Which um, spy song do you think that you've arranged in that reggae style? Which one do you think suits it the best? Or which one have you enjoyed playing? Oh, it's really f- interesting in the sense that, the sense that the songs have got the same melody. Like, mm. you know, it's hard times, mm. but it's just completely different. different. Okay, cool. It, it's like the bass is like a do 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 you can say your prayers. It's just, it's just funny. Does it breathe new life into the songs? Hey, does it breathe new life into the songs for you? Does for us it does. That's the reason that that I left the Spies in two thousand three. I just couldn't face getting up on stage and playing mm. those songs the same way. Mm-hmm. I just went, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Which is why that I had this r- reggae thing in my mind for so long. And then when Mike died, mm. I thought, you better do it because you haven't got much... So that was a catalyst, it. really, for, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah you, 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 you sense your mortality when a good friend... Absolutely. ...is the same age as you dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, it, it, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. It ma- makes mm. you think... About what you want to do mm. before you go this same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. saw Mike um, play in the the, the spies um, that he did with the younger crew that he yeah, yeah. on, and they always used to say he's the last spy standing. And yes. so us that had been there from the early '80s to go and see him. So I just just close my eyes and just listen to get to his guitar work. Oh, he's mm. very and, unique. It's amazing, and um, well, that's it, just the little riffs and oh, totally the different. Yeah. You, you can't replicate that. There's like, nobody no. like it. No, there's nobody like Mike. You listen to uh, one of a kind, and then you go through the catalogue. There's just lots of little little riffs, and they just build through the songs, mm. and, and they're just, really nice yeah. melodies too. Yeah. He was a very melodic guitarist. Yeah, yeah right. Volume like sound. That used to come out when you, especially when you guys played live, for three people. That, that mm. was the, as a, I was got blown away just the sheer volume coming at you from the from the from the that strong bass, strong guitar, and the, and the strong drums, and then yeah. the vocals and the song. It was just one of those yeah. mixes. You don't, mm. you know, I met Mike at school. Mm. We moved to Sydney. Mm. Met Cliff, we mm. got in a room and started making noise, yeah. and then we we got a gig, and then mm. another gig, and then mm. the phone began to ring. Mm. Manager, records, albums. It, it was just it's meant to be. It was like a dream. Yeah. Mm. Like, so even just, now, it feels kind of surreal. Like, it does. Oh, it feels totally yeah. surreal. Like, yeah. yeah. It was just a really exciting dream. Mm. Do you feel like you've left a legacy? Or do you know? Do you think? I think we have. What do you think your legacy is? <laughs> They're hard. It's a hard question, and it's a very introspective question yeah. because you got to look deep inside and you go, "What? What's? What do I feel that the legacy is that I've left?" I feel that we've made a contribution to Australian music. I, being um, 
self-critical mm. and um, I I would love to do it all again because mm. I do mm. it slightly differently yeah. mm. um, I wouldn't drink as much and, and, <laughs> and, and get so out of it yeah. all, all, all the time which was such a the 80s it was a very massive part of, of the 80s it was excess yeah. 80s and 90s oh, 80s yeah. Yeah. was just for one it totally goes hand in hand rock and roll and, and excess though doesn't it really it gives bit. you the excuse to. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way, but it does. No, no. Look at no, the no a lot of people don't. It's yeah. like, like Midnight Oil. You'd, yeah, oil. You'd go see them at the end of a gig and they'd have two beers and they were gone. That's it. And they're back writing songs. Whereas we were like, what? Party time, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that song, Cold Chisel? Uh, Showtime. That's one of my favourite Cold Chisel songs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he goes, uh, wake up, bang, bang a couple of aspirins, bang to get another song. It's just that, on uh, just that continual. The yeah. road song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, I had a good time. I'm, mm. I'm proud of what we did, but I'm also critical of what we've done. I wish it's we could. It's close have... to you, so yeah, yeah. you so, tend to be critical. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, now I'm, I'm. I'm really grateful mm. that I've had such a blessed life and been mm. able to do things that I love. Oh, and and, and and touch people's hearts along the way. Yeah, you and know, that's what music it's does. It's beautiful legacy. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. oh, thank you. That's lovely. Thank yeah, you. and like I wrote an article, just dabble in writing. So I wrote an article when Peter Garrett quit politics. I'm like, right. what could the future of Midnight all be? And I'll send you that article because it's. Yeah. I got like about eighty percent of it right. Just guessing about okay, what could Midnight Oil do from here? Mm. Like, you know, the industry's changed completely since you guys are around because mm. you've got Spotify, you've got iTunes, oh, totally you can good. record at home on GarageBand with your Apple Logic. Mac. People are making great yeah. records and we're on talking, their computers. Yeah. Mm. And you're talking about starting back even with Itchy and Scratchy, which was Paul Mac yeah. doing that. Gautier, the big one of the biggest yeah. songs in Australia and in the world. Yeah, in a yeah. period of time, in his bedroom, mm. like. Bedroom. You don't. They don't have to spend this mass amount of money now to create something that you can self-release, and yeah. you know. And and that's what I'd love to see with your reggae is that you guys can go. Well, okay, we're putting it on Spotify. Here it is, and that, yeah, be great. every time they play it, you get point zero 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 one of a cent. Yeah, you, you do. You get, well, see, each spy song when it gets played on the radio, mm. there's twelve cents generated, yeah. and that yeah. gets split between the publishing company yeah. and the copyright owners which is the the three of us and the manager yeah. at the time because we always split everything three ways so to the oils, four yeah. ways yeah. with the manager yeah, yeah. It, it's just the best way to stick together mm-hmm. um, and yeah the world's changed so much just in our life yeah. Times, and yeah. you're going to have a really interesting mm. yeah. life as well, you've got this great adventure coming up Definitely. in front of you. Um, have you heard of Triple J Unearthed? Have you heard of that? Unearthed? Yeah. What, where they find local... Yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah, Aussie music. First one was Grinspoon, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first yeah, yeah they came from Lismore, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Unearthed. The uni there. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's cool, because like, everyone's kind of like teenage bands, like school bands and stuff, they're just chucking up the songs that they've kind of recorded at home, and it's kind yeah. of a platform to put up those... There's no rules oh, now. That's what I was saying yeah. before. There yes. are no rules. You yes. can create whatever you want. Oh, yeah. You can do stuff yeah. on your computer. 
garage band. We use mm. garage band. That's what we recorded those two songs on. Right, okay. To you, it's all in garage band. Yeah, it's like so. The industry's know, changed a lot, and know. when you listen to it, the drums are electric. They're the right. The pads. The yeah, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. The oh. guys playing on the pads. I listen to it. Guys, sounds like real like yeah. drums to me. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty amazing. Oh, and it is amazing. The stuff the that you can do now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just thinking. I, I just I'm like that. You guys maybe I like it's better that you didn't have that technology. Yeah. Like I think that what you've created, like as I said, we both, you know, walk in today and we've got the same album on vinyl. You know that that yeah. does show that the, has lasted all these years. 1984 yeah. Powderworks. Mm. Can I sign Oh, you can definitely sign it. Absolutely. I even bought a pen. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we both have that. This is yours? Yeah. And we both have that. So that's... I remember talking to my granddad. That's so special. Before he passed away, um, when I was listening to to an iPod, I think it might have been an iPod. I think I had an iPod. Like a shuffle. Shuffle, Oh, yeah, yeah. And we used to, and, and he goes, how many songs have you got on that, Miles? And I said, oh, I've got a thousand. And he goes, a thousand, a thousand songs. He goes, well, I grew up with 78s, and there was four or five songs each side, and you'd flip it over. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. But um, the vinyl and the records, they're actually coming back, though. Like, vinyl? So, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. So I'll give you some trivia. You're right. Last year, in the US, vinyl sales outstripped CDs. Really? Yep. It's really recent. And oh, they've just oh, opened. Right, because a lot of people are doing digital, digital. music. Yeah, now. but yeah. Um, in Sydney, oh, sorry, Sydney or Melbourne, I read this the other day, it's a really good article, Sydney Morning Herald, that um, some brothers have put their money together and opened a final press mm. to do yeah, records. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the demand's there. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Absolutely. They sound better. Mm. They do. Oh, it does. You can it's... definitely hear the difference. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, you can yeah. definitely yeah. hear the difference. Now, now what I've got, I've They're got... warm up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's resonance there for sure. Yeah. yeah. What I've got now, I've got like my phone, which has got all my songs on it. Yeah. And my favourite bands and stuff, and the bands that I've gone to see, I'm able to buy the vinyl and I can have that kind of special. Mm. Event and play that when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great. Yeah. yeah. I remember my youngest daughter Lucy. She's 15. When we first started playing the vinyl, she goes, "How do you how do you fast forward the song?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I want to play this song. How do we do that? You're gonna have to line it up. And I said, and I talked about drop it down. I was like, drop it where? You're just like, gonna use it under the line between the tracks. Yeah, it's so cool. Classic. I can remember at parties and things back in the days. You'd get someone who'd go, "Oh, let's see if there's. I'm gonna change your record." You'd no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you know it was. At least that was the beauty of cassettes that they, they took the the, the actual recording mm. took was was more uh, durable, I guess, in that regard than, the, than that. Mm. Remember when I remember you had you could fit two albums onto a ninety minute cassette. Yeah. So that was about two songs. They were a story. And, and albums you made were your a story. Yeah, well, that's right. You mm. made your and own mixtape. And mm. When I was a kid, you'd 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 put the record on and, and just pour over yeah, the album, yeah, yeah. and just read all the things. I the same thing. I don't know, but but they were just really once fascinating. again. Yes, once again. <laughs> Thanks to they know who they are. Yeah. 
no, no thanks, thanks to, to they know who they are yeah. and that's always intrigued me so what's the answer? Oh, <laughs> there is no answer. We were very, you know, highly... Yeah, Tin City up at Stockton, I'd say that one opinionated. is. Opinionated. Yeah. Stockton, all at Stockton, yeah. 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 Tin City, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the film clip and you had gas masks yeah. on and the signal in the background. We were there all day. All day. Yeah. yeah. Helicopter flew by, yeah. which was just a... Luke, yeah. helicopter's coming, helicopter's coming, quick, cameras. Yeah. And that was all on film too, it's like, yeah. it's all, all film cassette. Yeah. Oh, back in that day. Yeah. yeah, the world's moved on. I got a... Oh run. no, yeah, you yeah. got to run. But just really one last good. question. Yes. You were the big tip to replace Bones Hillman <laughs> for Midnight Oil. Like a lot of people say, who could they get? And your name was flying around everywhere. Yeah. No, I could not do it because Bones mm. was a great singer. Oh, yeah. And voice, yeah. and what they really wanted when mm. they got Bones mm. was someone who could sing. Like I can remember seeing him doing one country mm. at um Amazing isn't it? Oh yeah. Mm. Country mm. one Country One Country yeah. One oh. Country One I could never do that. No. So so no he was a real legend, mm. Bones. So is yeah. Giffo. Oh, I yeah. think, um, yeah, Bones will be sorely missed. It'll be yeah. really interesting to see who they I haven't heard any views yet, but I'll have them probably soon yeah. from the people that were there. But Craig Bloxham, it has been an honour. Um, Thank you. It's just, as I said, it's been a soundtrack to our lives, the Spies mm. music, and I'm really keen to listen to the new stuff, which obviously yeah. is on my email, so I'm going to go listen to that this oh, afternoon. Yeah. Thank you very much, Craig. We really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure, a lovely meeting you all. Thank you very much. Good. And yeah. having a chat. Mate, it's been awesome. It's Thank been you. Awesome. Thank Miles you so much. Asher. <laughs> He's leaving the building. Leaving the building. <laughs> I'm leaving the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Craig. Yeah. Really Thank you, guys. Cheers, man. Thank you. No Thank worries. you and all the best. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that, that was awesome. Incredible. That was an hour and 45. Yeah. But just... I just a little bit starstruck, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah as I said, it's, uh, you go back through that catalogue of music, which I've been on the last few days, which is just yeah. insane. We'll listen to it on the way home. Yeah. Mm. Like, you listen to some of it and you go, wow, well-written, great craftsmanship. And but, I, honestly, I'm still... Pinching myself, <laughs> we were sitting in the lounge room talking yeah. about this, this stuff. Yeah, yeah I do apologise for the husky every now and again barking, oh, but uh, right. it's definitely <laughs> one of those pinching moments for me. Um, yeah, so anyway, very much thanks, Craig, for that. that nah, no dramas. Well, as I said, it's you, you always ask, and the worst people can do is say no. Exactly. So we we're very, very lucky. He's very generous with his time. Um, and yeah, well, literally lives probably about five streets away. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that Thanks does help. Yeah. That does help. No right, hey guys, we will catch you next time. Uh, everybody, take care. Take care. Cheers. See you later, guys.